has a man open left side caught touchdown yes. It's Touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. All right, here we go. Dustin, appreciate you, man, listening in on the Odyssey app this morning. Disco and everybody else, even the schlep that thinks Russell's trying to come up with a storyline. Wait, which schlep is that? I don't know. Some some guy that ta- has himself as Washington. His, his thing is Washington Commanders. I mean, for God's sakes. Um there, there's a lot of people that don't like your boy. DC, oh, Washington Commanders, and it's at DC Tweet Team. Uh, shocker, this is probably an in-house account over there. It says, damn, you're desperate for a storyline. This is why so many fans get angry with DC media. You know this was not true and complete BS, but you're trying to act, but you, but you trying to act like it's a legit story we should look into. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, Just shit me first down. of all, if it's not true, then we should look into the story, moron. Because if it's not true, we should talk about it and bring it to light that somebody put out a false story about Chase Young. That's why we're discussing it. Because a reputable reporter said something about it. For God's sakes. Learn how this industry goes. If you don't know, shut up. Don't tweet. Some of you should not tweet. It's that simple. Don't do it. Because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. We're trying to bring it to light because if it's false, then it should be brought to light. Now back to the regular program. I love when Pete Medhurst gets all look, fired up. Look, when people abuse this business and talk about this business, I'm going to defend our business. Okay? And whether it's you or any of our colleagues here, you know, unless you do something wrong, I'm not going to defend you if you do something wrong. Yeah. But there is nothing wrong about talking about that in the first hour of the show. I mean, that's what got me in trouble last night, is I said, hey, you know what, coming up at 9 tomorrow, we're going to discuss this whole situation. I don't know who's telling the truth here, but I'll be damned if I'm going to 100% blindly, without trying to add 2 plus 2 together, believe everything that the team says. And not only that, not only that, but let me give you a PS, DC Tweet team, okay? Your boss, because you're somebody over in the building, your boss... Went after Scott Abraham, a single account, to call him out on something about Carson Wentz. So don't tell me it's not on multiple accounts. When has that reporter been a reliable source? What did your boss do? He called Scott Abraham out. A single source. Now there's back, a lot to, your, of, now there's back a, to your regular programming. There's a lot of thin-skinned people in this town. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I'm thin-skinned at times, too. But, but it, I, it's just, look, if you don't understand the business, get out. Please don't tweet. Please don't tweet. No. It's that simple. Twitter can um, get you in trouble. Take it from someone that knows that. Now back to your regular programming. Uh, Carson Wentz's 2022 season coming up. No question all eyes are on him uh, because the quarterback in any city is always going to have the gr- the greatest spotlight, right or wrong. That quarterback is always going to have the greatest spotlight. doesn't mm-hmm. matter what level. You know, it can be the high school kid down the street, certainly the college kid uh, who's the big man on campus and in the NFL. The quarterback is usually the highest-paid guy. Carson Wentz is one of those guys. He's handsomely compensated. He's a handsome, tall, red-headed man. Let's hope that his season uh, coming up this year is an opportunity for this team to get better and win more than seven games. In theory, we think that's going to happen. Physically, there's more talent within that quarterback's frame than the previous one. But we all love the moxie of the previous one. And we need... Carson to be able to show us that side of him this coming season 
be that burning desire to win football games because the physical toolbox is talent. The guy's got talent in the physical toolbox. He's got the arm. You know, when he gets off the bus and you throw him a, a, a Wilson, he throws it 65 yards on a line to a streaking person down the field right on target. That's what we're looking for here in Washington. We're looking for that guy. We're looking for that guy to bring explosive plays and lead Washington over the top. But as this season comes along, what's the one word that you'll use to predict his 2022 season? Right. Mr. Russell, I'll let you go first. So we obviously have no idea how this is going to work out. We, we only have the data points that we have, right? And there's good and bad data points. I think anybody that denies one side or the other is being foolish. Anyone that just feels that it was because of a drunk Jim Irsay, you know, wanting Carson Wentz to get vaccinated as to why the Colts moved on after, you know, one year is is absurdly ridiculous. Just like I also think it's absurdly ridiculous when you see The Ringer, a, a website that I have no use for in my life, zero. Uh, I know a lot of people love Bill Simmons. I don't care. Uh, I, I, I've never, ever, ever given one, like, Rats patootie. One rat's patootie <laughs> about uh, Bill Simmons and anything that he thinks, okay? Uh, I just don't care. Um, but, like, it is absurd. I, I will say, well, to say that I, I don't give one kick, here I am talking. I, to rank him the 28th best quarterback behind Geno Smith and Daniel Jones is bleeping absurd. Yeah. Bleeping absurd. So the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, right? Somewhere, hopefully for the commanders, closer to 2017 Carson. Hopefully to number two overall pick Carson. Even 2019 Carson. How about this? Maybe the good parts of 2021 Carson. That's the hope. We don't know if that's going to be the way it works out, but I think with the talent surrounding him, I think with um, maybe some different perspective on his end, maybe uh, a slap in the face, quite honestly, a bucket of ice cold water over his head. Hey, you got to take criticism better. You got to be a better teammate. You got to be a looser guy, whatever, a better leader, all that stuff. New chance, last chance, all of that stuff. More talent around him, Pete. Hopefully, you get the guy that's closer to. Uh, that higher end Carson Wentz. That being said, for me, the one word is roller coaster. I think Carson Wentz is going to take Commanders fans on a roller coaster this year. I think there will be plenty of highs, plenty of ah, right, moments. Wait a, wait a minute. We need a we need a ruling from the judge. This is like Jeopardy when Mayan Bialik looks over at some person standing off stage. Is that an acceptable answer? Matt, is roller coaster one word or two? Roller coaster is one word, isn't it? I think it's one word. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's okay. Roller. I look at it as roller and coaster, but I'm for gonna, the for I'm, the for the sake of for the sake of the show, I'll give you a ding. Okay, here here's I'm looking it up on on Google, right, which tells you everything. Google's your friend now. On one hand, they separate roller and coaster, but in multiple stories and headlines, uh, Cedar Point closes world's second tallest roller coaster. Uh, Cedar Point to retire top roller coaster. It's all one word. Okay, I'll okay. give it to you. So The judges have ruled 
Chris Russell, you get the $200 in your bank. How, 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 there you go. How about this? One story from WKYC, whatever the hell that is, separates roller coaster. Uh, all the other, uh, all the other stories, um, again, have it together, uh, with the exception of like the Today Show, right? <laughs> they they have it separate, so it looks like everybody does something a little bit different. It's kind of like words that you hyphenate or whatever. There is a people also ask component of this: is roller coaster one word or two words? And basically, the Britannica Dictionary identifies it as. Two words. Ah, Pedro. Technically right. And a noun. I've always seen it together. I mean, I guess I've seen it separated too, but I'm going to go with one word just because, damn it, it's my word and it's half my show. It's all right. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure when your favorite professor, Aaron Miller, listens in later on the show, uh-huh. she'll, she'll, uh, she'll have a ruling on roller coaster as one you word. You know, that is a good question. I probably should have cleared that with her. Um, it's okay. What I, what I love is what Sabah did. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> you know, she, Danny Curlin's a teacher too. If that's he, true. If he's yep. li- I don't think he's listening live because again, a lot of our teachers and you know workers they're working you know, hard right. They're now. working hard exactly. Everybody, um, trust me, everybody's back in school. If you look at traffic, Sabah put three words together as one with no separation. What, what did she do? Told you so. <laughs> like hashtag told you so or like, no? well like yes i mean she put them all together she oh. didn't separate the words she just went her word is t-o-l-d-y-o-u-s-o so sabah dr sabah <laughs> couldn't come up with one word so she basically put three words together uh, again which is not allowed okay roller coaster is allowed Told you so is clearly three different words, and nobody would put it together. But because we love Dr. Sabah, what's the ruling on this? What do we, I, get? What do do, we get? Do we allow Matt, what's, her? What's Twitter up to now? 280 characters or yeah, 140? I think so. Is it no, 280? 280. So in the effort to save characters, she put all the letters together. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rule on my end that Dr. Sabah is good enough in our eyes that we're gonna let her have Ding. her moment. Ding. Right? Ding. Are you okay with that or I'm no? I'm cool with that. Absolutely. Okay, so Ding. so Ding. here go. here was my thing, one word or one expression. Okay? Because one word is hard. Like even roller coaster, I didn't even think, "Oh, wait, that could be two words." One expression could be, "This is going to go great. Carson Wentz is going to be a pro bowler. Carson Wentz is going to throw for 35 touchdowns." Carson Wentz is going to be. That a, might be another question for like Thursday or Friday. How the, many touchdowns will Carson? Well, Wentz sure, throw for? sure. But what's you see, the over you see, under? But you see my point when yeah. we when we say one word versus one expression. One word is a little bit harder. You're a little bit more restricted, confined, and well, I would say make you think a little bit. I, yeah, I, I, but I would say it's doable. One word suckage. One word <laughs> awful. One word. Great. One word. Terrific. One word. Uh, awesome. Me, okay, well, let me ask you. Why Why do you say roller coaster? Okay. By the because, way, by the way, Russell, you suck. Uh-oh. You, what did I do? Not one, but two creamers laying on the floor. Really? Yeah, you missed. Well, the garbage pail, for whatever reason, like every outlet in this building, is put in the worst possible spot Ever in the history of mankind. The garbage pail is put so that you have to have, like, arms the size of an alligator 
the length of an alligator, shoot, a full you, adult alligator, you shoot in order like to Davis reach everything. Before the yeah, trade. exactly. The contract of Davis Bertans ruling, rearing his ugly head. But seriously, every outlet and every garbage can in this place, you have to have like again, really super minute bull like arms. Mm. That's probably better or than hey, an alligator because you know alligators sometimes have short short arms. Um, by the way, you might hear about an alligator. <clears throat> in Dum Dum of the Day. Uh-oh. A little tease. Ah. A little tease. Ah. Uh, but my point being is, I yes, I miss on a regular basis because, again, it's in the worst spot. Uh, it, fine. I'll go and pick it up just so it doesn't annoy anyone. It's all right. Uh, I'll, least get of it. All my I'll get it while you're telling people why you think Carson okay. Wentz so roller coaster. will be a roller coaster. So here's the thing. You know I was against this trade, against this acquisition. I made no bones about it. I was the first one on this long before it happened. I, I, I'm not a big Carson Wentz guy. I never have been. I thought he was overrated in Philadelphia. I thought he was overhyped coming out of North Dakota State. Clearly, I was wrong when he was 100% healthy. And maybe I'm still wrong. That being said... I can get by my personal biases to say, hey, look, Carson Wentz is an upgrade. How much of an upgrade? Well, that's debated. That's subjective. Here's the thing. I would say this. Carson Wentz, when he is at his best, can be awesome, can be everything you're looking for in a franchise quarterback. You've said, you just said, 60 yards on a dime, hose, uh, walking off the bus, he looks the part, but da 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 we all know that. Is that H O E S or H O S E? Look at some of the throws Carson Wentz made last year just in Indianapolis mm-hmm. with not the greatest of weapons. Then try and put him in the commander's offense with much better weapons. I think we would all agree on that, right? Yep. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and they, of course, made the deal for Wentz before they had Jahan Dotson. But now Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, you know, running backs out of the backfield that can all catch, so on and so forth. A decent offensive line, if not a solid offensive line, a you know, when Brian Robinson is back, a pretty good tandem of running backs, what have you. I, I think it's very shaky now. But – like, there is no doubt Carson Wentz is in the best position for him to, to, to revive or accelerate or put his career into cruise at 75 miles an hour in a 65 zone here in Washington. Better than in Indianapolis, even though they had the great Jonathan Taylor and a good offensive line, which all fell apart. Um, bet, but better in Indianapolis, better than the 2019 Philadelphia Eagles, right? Which did have Deshaun Jackson, but it was an older Deshaun Jackson. Earlier in his career, 2016, 2017, I would say he had much more talent around him in Philadelphia than he did per se in 2019, which was his last full year in Philly. And in 2020, it was just a disaster for a variety of reasons. So again, I think when you get Carson Wentz at his best. He can look the part. He can be the part. He is the man. He's got everything you want. He'll make you drool. But then there is, and this is not just him, but this is what separates Pete, as you know, from the great quarterbacks, from the tantalizing quarterbacks. 
is that those moments of inconsistency that will drive you insane. The end of the Tennessee game in regulation uh, last year where he did a Kyler Murray, basically, a dumb, stupid, terrible decision. You've got to be better. In Kansas City in the preseason, you can't take a sack on third and five after Sam Cosme jumps off sides for a false start. Third and ten, you've got to get rid of that football. There is... There are moments and there are going to be games and there are more moments than games, I believe, that is going to make Carson Wentz or make Commanders fans pull whatever is remaining out of of their hair, out of their scalp because of some of the things that he does. True, every quarterback throws interceptions. That's not what I'm talking about. I can live with certain interceptions and maybe even regular certain interceptions, and I think most people can, and I know most coaches can. It is the bird brain, what the bleep are you doing type decisions that we've seen a lot of from Carson Wentz, and maybe it's a lot of quarterbacks other than Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady, and Josh Allen, and even those guys have bird brain moments, but we've seen more of it from Carson Wentz than we can or should see for elite top-level quarterbacks. And, and and the bottom line is is I expect all of that to continue. So that's why I say roller coaster. My word for Carson Wentz when we return. It's Russell and Medhurst. It's a Wednesday morning. We're here every day, 9 to 12. More of you are finding us, and we appreciate it greatly, whether you're listening on the Team 980 or like our man Dustin Gold listening in on the Odyssey app. No, it's not Big 100 where we're going to close our eyes and drift away. We're going to talk about sports. But in between, in between the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald and James Taylor this morning, Ron Rivera told Don Geronimo that Brian Robinson's knee has gone down an awful lot and that he's off crutches. Nice. So that's great news as it pertains to Brian Robinson. Just an incredible uh I mean, look, if Brian Robinson makes it back to the field and has success this year, I mean, you, I mean, what a story that, you know, Nikki and Kime and all the rest of the writers are going to have to tell at the end of the season. I mean, it's just going to be simply spectacular. Look at this El guy. Doctor in the house. The Bruin. Coming up on Burgundy and Gold today, there's no baby. Shocker. Look, there's no shocker <laughs> that they brought in two Bruins tight ends on the preseason games to go no. with. Kenny out. You needed a little well with the UC with UCLA infiltrating the Mid Atlantic in the Big Ten, right? The home yeah. of the Maryland look, Terrapins. Doc you needed and, to celebrate look, a little UCLA love. Doc and Paulson are going to be on the sideline when UCLA comes to College Park to play <laughs> Maryland. You can bet that. Yeah, okay, no uh, Carson Wentz. One word to describe what his 2022 season will be. Chris said roller coaster, and 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 it makes sense for obvious reasons. Even if it's two words. Even if it is two words. Dr. Sabah said, I told you so. Sabah said, told, or told you, you so. so. What's you know. your one word? Chris, my one word is going to be redemption. Ooh. Okay, redemption. I knew it was going to be something positive. Um, 
But why redemption? All right, I look at it this way. This is a guy that when you go back to, and I was looking this up a couple of weeks ago, just looking at his raw numbers, and I brought it back up here. When he got hurt in 2018, he was on the verge after 11 games of having a massive season. He was already at 21-7 and in terms of touchdowns and interceptions. And he was completing almost 70% of his passes. He never got to finish off that season because of the injury. Came back the next year, went through, tied his career high from his rookie year, 607 pass attempts, okay? And was the first Eagles quarterback ever to throw for over 4,000 yards. Threw for 27 and 7. And comeback player of the year voting, he was fifth. Um, and, you know, it had four game-winning drives. So when it came down to getting it done in the clutch, he had rediscovered, you know, he kind of discovered that gene because he didn't have to do much of that his first couple of years, even in the 11-2 and two season, mm-hmm. you know, when they went to the Super Bowl and he got hurt there. Um, you know, he only had to have one game-winning drive that season. But – and then the following year in 2020, even though, again, you know, the the thing that hurt you there was the interceptions and the completion percentage went down. Ironically, he had three fourth-quarter comebacks that year for the only three victories that they got because they were 3-8-1 and one in his 12 starts. Right. Okay? But then you go back to look at last year in totality – the touchdown percentage was higher. Went back to the twenty-seven and seven that he threw for in two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. Average yards per attempt went from five two to seven point three, and you started to see some of that quarterback in Carson Wentz come back from a physical standpoint. Seventeen games through five hundred and sixteen times completion percentage went from. 57 to 62 percent so some of that skill set started to come back Mm -hmm. for Carson Wentz and Chrissy finally he played a whole season despite the despite the distractions of COVID and offensive line getting hurt he did not have his high quality offensive line guys Mm-hmm. For some of the games last oh, season in Indianapolis, it was bad down the stretch. Okay? It was bad I mean, down the stretch. They were getting ready to sign you as yeah. a free agent. They brought you in for a Tuesday workout, but you said, "Hey, I'm going to work with Pedro, the right. Team 980. I'll take that." And he threw for the third highest yardage in his career, 3,500 yards mm-hmm. and 27 and seven. So, I believe some of that player started to come back, and despite the issues with the offensive line, taking less sacks which was another thing because what? What's the one thing people will tell you? Sometimes he'll hold on to the ball a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we started to see signs of that player come back last year. It was simply overshadowed by two terribly timed team performances. Not just Carson, but his entire team. They were beaten by a playoff team in the next to last week. And then for whatever reason, inexplicably, inexplicably, with their bags loaded on the bus already in the plane to go to their destinations, an interim coaching staff, they lost to the Jaguars, who had an interim coaching staff in the most important football game of the season. Now, that that's where we call into question 
the moxie of the player compared to the overachiever that won seven games here last year and is now currently the backup. So, again, physical talent. We see it. 62% completion percentage. Does it have to be higher? Absolutely. 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. We'd take that from quarterbacks here in D.C. if we could get that kind of a season. We haven't seen that since Mr. Cousins. So, from that standpoint, the things that we needed to see in terms of physical talent for Carson Wentz showed that they're still there in the player. Oh, now, hey, Carson, we're going to gift you. You know, it's only September, but we're going to give you a little Christmas gift preview here. We're going to, we're gonna, oh, let's unwrap the present, Mr. Chris. Oh, it's Terry McLaurin. Oh, it's Jahan Dotson. Oh, let's wrap up. Oh, this pretty wrapping paper. Oh, oh, it's a healthy Curtis Samuel. So, so now, now, Carson, we're going to surround you. We're going to surround you with players. We have a good offensive line. We have good receivers. And, doggone it, Carson, we believe in you, Haas. Mm-hmm. You're our guy. Okay? So, when Scott Turner gets into that headset and whispers sweet nothings in your ear and says, throw that ball downfield to number 17. Come on, big one, boy. Strap okay? it on, big boy. You know? Come on, you big strapping redheaded guy. Okay? <laughs> We've got faith in you, Hoss. Okay? Let's go make a little football porn, shall we? <laughs> All right? We're going to send Terry McLaurin 60 yards deep, and you're going to throw it in there. And Terry's going to run into the end zone for a touchdown. And FedEx Field and the 31,000 in attendance are going to explode in euphoria. And Doc Walker's going to proclaim you to be a man and say, that's a manhood issue, buddy. And he's going to show you that he's a man. Big Red on the Redemption Tour. We're going to get T-shirts made. The Redemption Tour starts on Sunday at FedEx Field for Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders. I like it. Redemption for Pete. Redemption. Roller coaster for me. Maddie, you got a word that comes to mind? Honestly, I do. And it's kind of right in between you two, actually, mm-hmm. because my word for once this season is middling. Mm. I think that we have really traded for, yes, a better quarterback, but not a quarterback that fits the pieces that we really need. Not a quarterback who can be competitive at the top of the league. And I think that his performance is just going to come out middling, that there's still areas that we need to improve, areas that we need to fix. And yeah, we're going to come out and be like, you know what? We're a team that is still in the middle of the league. We're not the worst, but we have a lot bigger fish that we need to fry than necessarily quarterback at this point. I think that's fair based on the quarterback's performance last year, that that is somewhere where he could end up being. Sabah changes hers this one. She says, okay, how about this one word? Ugh, because he will show us why Indy got rid of him after one of his best statistical seasons. Hmm. Dustin says, resurrection or awakening. So, I mean, Carson is a big believer in the Lord. So, resurrection and awakening would fit the narrative for Carson Wentz personally as well. What's your word? 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us here on the Team 980. And hit Russell on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Me at Pete Medhurst. What's your word to describe this upcoming 2022 season for Carson Wentz as the commanders get it started against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, Chris, I think 
I think early in the season, I don't know if it's going to be the narrative over 17 games. Because mm-hmm. my word really can't be quantified until the end of the season. If the record is 7-10, and 10, I'm not sure how redemptive it'll be for Carson Wentz. But your word, uh-huh. your word could come about literally in the first game or two. We could see a lot of up and down. We could see a lot of good and bad. The question is, you know, will that good and bad end up being in positive results? Will there be more good than bad? Some roller coasters, look, some parts of roller coasters, when you're going up that hill, yep. you know, that's that's good. When you're going around tight bends and feel like you're going to fall out of the car, that's bad. Let me ask you this. If when I say roller coaster and I say, you know, there'll there'll be plenty of good and 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 again moments that'll pull your hair out, it is it acceptable to say roller coaster or to describe it as roller coaster if there's two times say or double the amount of good moments or of great moments, but we put a focus, a hard focus on the bad, meaning there's a two-to-one good or very good to bad ratio. But as we always do, especially when teams fall short, whether it be in individual games or in an individual season, we always right. identify and put right. the focus to more on point, the bad. All right, to your point, let me let me ask you to you this way. Say he say he comes back to twenty seven and seven, but three of those seven Mm-hmm. are in fourth quarters while either driving for a go-ahead score or mm-hmm. lead to a go-ahead score for the other team. Right. Is that 27-7 and seven on the surface looks good, but that moxie we talk about that you need in big moments, that that's where that part of it would rear its ugly head, especially, yeah. you know, it's not like, look, if the ball goes through the receiver's hands, tip right. ball, whatever. Everybody can but see like, that. say he throws it right to, you know, somebody on the Browns in that next last game right. or throws it to uh, the Cowboys in, in that final game. You know, I mean, that that's the thing I'm talking about. If, if those kind of – say he has three of those moments and you end up taking L's, but you finish nine and eight, and you look at it and go, man, those three balls come back in the fourth quarter – you know, we're, we might be 12-5. Right. and five. Well, here's, so. here's the thing that I kind of wonder, to, to use your example, right? What if, like, he throws a game-ending interception because the ball goes through a receiver's, dare I say, Deami Brown's hands like this, and, and you, you can see me. My, head, my hands are over my head mm-hmm. or over my helmet. It goes through my hands like this. That's a catchable ball. That's a catchable ball. You could catch that ball. Okay. In but the form you're it's not right an now. it's not a drop. It's 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 a non-catch. It's not an easy catch to make. I.e., it's not on my numbers. It's not here. It's not where it should be. Ideally, but it's a catchable ball in most people's definition. That's where I wonder when we look back on this season. However, it turns out nine and eight, eight and nine, and I think it's probably going to be one of those two. But seventeen and zero. Okay. <laughs> the Prince of Positivity, <laughs> Pedro Medhurst. Um but but you see what I'm saying? Like what happens if one or two of those game ending or game deciding mistakes that people look at and identify and focus on are of that ilk and where you could say, Yeah, it wasn't his fault because he should have been bailed out by his receiver, but then the opposite could look at 
say, look, if the throw was better, if the throw was on the numbers, then there would be absolutely no room to blame Carson Wentz. Then how do you evaluate that? Because then it's not just a a pure Carson Wentz screw-up. If you're going to kill the guy for throwing the ball three inches above the numbers where it should be called by any competent NFL wide receiver, that's one thing. Now, if he's leaping in the air, hands stretched up in the air off his fingertips, I'll lean on the quarterback a little bit more to make a better throw. Okay. But, you know, too often, too often time. I mean, look, this game is incredibly hard to play. You can't hit a guy between the one and the seven or the hit him in the two or the one and the zero every single throw, as much as you would like to, but you got to throw it in the catch radius where he can make a uh, reasonable catch. So as long as he does that, I'm not going to pin it too bad on him if it goes off a guy's fingertips in a reasonable catch radius for an NFL receiver. This is supposed to be the elite of the elite, the best of the best. You should be able to competently reach above your head uh, without being Stretch Armstrong to catch a football. So, And, and I know that's unfortunate that we, we analyze quarterbacks in that vein. If they throw a ball that gets tipped and gets picked, we're going to kill the quarterback every time for that throw just be the, by the nature of the position. But if it's within a reasonable catch radius, I'm not going to pin that uh, on him. So, But I understand your point. I understand where you're going with that. And we'll have to wait till those moments occur. Hopefully, mm-hmm. for Ron and the staff, those moments are fewer and far between this season. We'll get to your calls next. We see you there. I like some of the words we see out there. 301-230-0980. Your word to describe the upcoming season for Carson Wentz. Russell said roller coaster. I said redemption. Maddie said middling. What say you? We'll ask you next. Right now, we'll ask Russell to tell us what's trending. All right, we start with baseball. The Mets have been struggling and limping towards the finish line. They're now 85-51, and 51, lost five out of their last eight, including two out of three to the Nationals at City Field. They once owned a 10-and-a-half game lead in the NL East on June 1st. Now they're tied with the world champion Braves uh, at that 85-51 and 51 mark. And just to make matters worse, Max Scherzer now on the 15-day injured list for the Metropolitans as they face a doubleheader today against the Pirates who beat them up last night. Meanwhile, the Commanders are about ready to take the practice field in a little less than an hour over in Ashburn as they tune up for the Jacksonville Jaguars who make uh, their uh, appearance at FedEx Field at 1 o'clock on Sunday to open up the NFL season. Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, Charles Leno, Jonathan Allen, Cole Holcomb, Kendall Fuller, and Trest Way, all named regular season captains. Chase Young, Jeremy Reeves, and J.D. McKissick named as alternates. And finally, Maryland native Francis Tiafo getting set after his upset of Rafael Nadal to take on number 9 seed Andre Rublev uh, today in the quarterfinals at the U.S. Open up in Queens, 1.30 Eastern time from New York. And that's what's trending.
Red Hot Chili Peppers are in town. There's a bunch of tour buses down here. Holy cow. I mean, there's like there's like four tour buses just sitting outside Nats Park. Another one down by the bullpen. So, I mean, there's a lot of musicians in town. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a show over at Capital One Arena tonight. So, a lot of musicians in town. I got stuck behind one of those uh, tour buses that you said. With like It was a tour bus and a trailer. Right at where you make the left uh, at the hotel and at the big stick. Mm-hmm. Off of M Street to yep. come down Half Street. I that's probably the one, one that's by the bullpen yeah. right now. Well, he he's got he had so much going on between the the bus and then the trailer that he literally had to make the right turn. You know how tight of a turn that is Look, to get on yeah. the Half Street. He was in the left lane with his right blinker on, and I was like, "What? What is this clown doing?" Uh, and I was stuck on him for like four or five minutes, and I was like, "What is he doing? He had so much going on those in such a tight space that he couldn't make the right from the right that. turn." Yeah. Those guys and gals that do that, my friend, are incredibly talented. Because oh, yeah. I don't, I don't doubt, I don't doubt sooner rather than later that's going to be what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be driving CDL. I'm going to be driving an Academy <laughs> bus. Okay, I'm going to be driving a bus for the Naval Academy, or I'm going to go drive for Academy who. Does a lot of sports tours, you know. When teams come into town, wait, I'll go. I'm going to go pick them up at the airport. Come on now, dude. You're I'm a the realist. Voice of Navy football. For I'm a God realist. Sakes. I'm gonna, but I got to make money, Chris. I, I like to make money. Yeah, I I understand. I like that. to pay Be, for things. Being the voice of Navy athletics, not just football, pays. You don't have to do that unless you say something stupid, right? I don't. Which say, you're not going to do. I don't say stupid things. Exactly. I say a lot. No of question things. about that. I mean, I, this this job is the one that needs to continue. Yeah. Okay, that's right. the one that needs to continue. This is the one that pays the most as the host. So the hostess um, with the mostest. Well, I'm the host, and I like toast. But um, you know, we need to keep doing this show. So we need to have success. Well, we Carson need people Wentz. to keep listening. And Carson thinking. Wentz yes. needs to have success. Yes. So if my word hits redemption. That means he will have had success. But what say you? Let's go to the phones. 301-230-0980. Hit us on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Me at Pete Medhurst. And, of course, listening live for free like many of you are this morning. Appreciate you reaching out. If you're listening on the Odyssey app uh, when you tag us, please tag Odyssey yes. uh, in that as well. Let's go to Roy in Brunswick to start things off. What's up, Roy? Hey, guys. Awesome show as always. What's up, Roy? Thank you as always. Um. So I'm using potentially because uh, I think that's both what Carson and, and the team can be potentially good. Um, I think, you know, this is the first team in a, that we've had in a long time that has some quick strike potential to get us back in games to where if we fall down like 10 nothing with, with a big arm to hit some of these guys like Terry and, and Samuel, we can, you know, get big chunks. But also if Carson doesn't just hold on to the ball too long, um, and take fumbles because Turner should have safety valves for him on every play, whether it's Logan Thomas or McKissick or Gibson. So he's got to be willing to either throw a ball away or, or dump it down and, and not unnecessarily extend plays and turn it over. And if they're able to move the chains early in games, even if they don't score points, if they just avoid three and outs because without Settle and without Chase and Ionitis and those guys, they can't afford to keep the defense on the field a long time. I think that they can can win the time of possession battle and maybe don't need to score as many points as people think as long as they just hold onto the ball and then don't, don't turn it over. Roy, I appreciate that. Yeah. I think it's a good I think that's smart. I think it's a good call yeah. and and when you here's the thing. If you go back and watch a lot of Carson Wentz's games, even go back to the games in his great seasons in Philly, 
the inability to settle for the ordinary because he was looking for the extraordinary was one of his kryptonites. And I think you saw a concerted effort by Scott Turner in the preseason to simply call the ordinary. Just do the ordinary, Carson. If we get the ball to Antonio Gibson or J.D. McKissick in space or Curtis Samuel in space, those guys have the ability to make big plays. Mm -hmm. All we need to do is get four yards per play. We keep moving the chains. Be willing to take four yards when the other team gives it to us. So you think that was more what Scott wants from him and was and is drawing Twofold. up Twofold. as opposed to not showing? Twofold. I think Scott was trying, A, you're always trying to protect your starters. You don't want your quarterback, sure. just like Roy talked about, you don't want your quarterback taking hits and holding the ball back there. But at the same time, I think, again, it was just, hey, let's get him to settle in on the ordinary here. Let me call the ordinary. So he gets comfortable doing the ordinary. So now on Sunday, when the Jaguars drop guys to take away McLaurin and Dotson deep, and they give you Gibson, McKissick, Samuel underneath, Logan Thomas, or whoever's playing tight end, that he'll be willing to look for that and take that to avoid the minus seven on the sack or avoid the hit in the knee that might knock him out mm. of a game or something like that. It's all done with preserving Carson in mind, in my opinion. Let's go to line one. Jeff's in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Pete, you stop and get some fire sauce on the way into the studio today? Hey, man, no fire sauce for me, no hot sauce. I just like I, – I have a dislike for irresponsible people. That's all. I like Frank's yeah, hot sauce. I put that beep on everything. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with vocalizing that like he did at all. So, um, Chris, back to your thoughts on you – know, just to switch to Chase Young for a second. For Wentz, I'll say accuracy would be the word because I don't know as much about it as you mm. guys do, but – um, back to Chase Young, when that picture came up on social media, I remember I responded to that guy, like, is he wearing a brace? And the guy was like, no, he's not wearing a brace, you know, and not a doctor, not a PT guy. And my only frame of reference is Burrow, obviously, but I was like, well, that seems a little weird. And, you know, I think a couple things to keep in mind, these guys aren't going to the PT center two times a week like we do and then working at home. They're on 24-7 PT and the trainer is really the only reputable guy I would listen to talking about whether someone's recovering or not. And even if he's 100% physically when he gets back on the field, he isn't even going to be 50% mentally. I think we've talked about this before. The first time some running back or tight end comes at him to take his legs out, he's going to be dodging it. There's no doubt about it. Uh, look, I mean, appreciate it, Jeff. And I, I think you're you're right. And, you know, I mean, look, I mean, it took – you know, you watch Burrow a little bit last year, you know, early there was some, you know, uh, watching his maneuverability. He wasn't as fresh. He wasn't as confident in it. But the less the less hits you take and the more time you play, you start to forget about it. And to me, that's always the key for any player coming off of an injury. So for Chase Young, when he finally does get back out here in a game, and even in practice, when he when he assumes full-time practice again, you're going to see eventually that confidence rise as he goes by each day. As there's no setbacks each day, that confidence eventually will ramp up in the player. So I, I, I don't doubt there's going to be some preservation mode. It, but look, I mean, when you're a defensive lineman, Chris, you got people falling around your legs at all times. Yeah. And that's that's your one concern. That's where your hesitation is. But to me, eventually, 
that confidence will rise. So when he first comes back, he may not be that explosive guy. There may be some trepidation, but that's to be understood when you're coming off of a leg injury, but that confidence will rise with time uh, for him. I got a couple of thoughts on that that I'll save for the mm-hmm. opposite side of the top of the hour as we approach 11 o'clock. Plus, we have more reporting and a new update and a new twist on the Chase Young situation com- coming from the report from last night that we will give you the details of and discuss uh, on the other side of 11 o'clock. Stay with us. One more hour to go. Plus, we got to get to, I don't know if you saw this, the athletics ranking. The athletics ranking of Carson Wentz and the commanders. I want to get after that with you. 301-230-0980. That's what we're talking about this morning. Here is it's hump day. Game week is Sunday. The results you finally get to keep. We play for real. We take an L. We take a W. Maybe it'll be a Pauly hail to the W, or maybe we'll take the L. We will see. How do we get there? We'll talk about it next in the final hour. If you're listening live on the Odyssey app, stay there. The Team 980, be careful driving out there. Back with you for one more hour right here. It's Russell Mania 621 at Pete Medhurst on Twitter on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app.